up, everybody, y'all? We're we're doing a live stream because we just want to see y'all. We want to talk to y'all live today and just kind of talk about some hard talks and families. Like, what's going on, y'all? Twenty twenty is is wild. Like, I I can't imagine. So you know, not only just the the conversation piece, but like when you have children, you know, and how do you discuss these type of topics that's going on in the world today with your kids? That's that's something that um, I've been thinking about, and I'm like, man, I don't have any children, but I've totally noticed, like, parents are really starting to have these conversations, right? So for me, I if I were to have had a child, um, I definitely wanted to bring up this topic. Uh, my, I know I have, like, a, so I have nieces and nephews, and those conversations are coming up now. I know uh, the other day, so my, I went protesting, right? And so the other day, uh, my niece, who was eight years old, asked my sister, she says, who is Brianna Taylor? And mm -hmm. so she seen my video on social media that I was protesting and they were chanting Brianna Taylor. And so that led my sister to a hard talk for conversation okay. for my niece. Um, so my sister explained the situation. And she just kind of, you know, but she's eight. So it wasn't too, like, super deep. But it was enough that my niece was like, okay, wow, that's crazy. You're going to have to, like, take off your glasses or something because I just keep seeing the light. Because it's, like, angels and stuff in my... In your eyes? In my eyes. Cool. But that's a, I mean, I took it off. So, so what, I, what was the response? I mean, what was the response? Okay, cool. So, so my niece was just like, wow, you know, she just didn't understand. But like I said, uh, just a minute ago, that it gave my, it became the conversation for my sister and niece to like open up like, hey, people aren't like white people aren't bad people like this is but you know, your brown skin will give you more of a risk nowadays than what you kind of thinking, you know, because she's she's innocent, you know, and it's, it's hard to, like, explain those type of topics, but, uh, I think my niece was, I think she was good after my sister thoroughly explained to her what was going on. Okay, okay, that's, I don't know, when I think, just give me a second, actually, when I think about like when you say hard talks, like I think about other stuff. I think about sex. I think about puberty, maturity. I think about like this human trafficking stuff. Um, I think about those type of things when you say hard talks, but it's all inclusive of what's going on in the world today. And I think, cause like yourself, I don't have any kids either. And so we did absolutely no introduction to this episode, by the way, but kids are being targeted too in this world, whether it's police brutality, whether it's um, sexual predators, whatever it is, kids are absolutely being targeted too. And so, while we think that we are protecting our kids from something is actually a hindrance um, because we're leaving them like ill prepared to be able to deal with these things. So like, I don't know, what you think a good age? Like, is there age like to talk about, okay, 
police brutality or sex or condoms or birth control like what is what is the age the age i think the age varies from person to person situation to situation but i believe the age would probably be like shoot start at eight it's time because see young people they're gonna start getting on their cycles when they're talking about puberty the puberty and then like well actually shoot man yeah i'll say eight i'll say eight I think that's a good age to uh, start talking about it. What about why, you? Why Why is that a good age to start talking about it? I mean, like I, I, eight I, years I old. Like, I, well, like I six get, to eight. Six to eight. I didn't get my cycle until I was sixteen. I didn't. But you're a late bloomer, before. though. What? That has to been a late bloomer because I got mine when I was like eleven. So yeah, and it's still why I I'm trying to get to the core of why you say eight years old because eight years old seems very young to me i feel like they're becoming more inquisitive that you got youtube that you're watching now that's already going to express these things like they're already teaching kids certain things you got tv shows that are teaching kids what they're watching right now my eight-year-old ain't got no business on youtube they do have why don't they but they but they own there though but they're on there. How you gonna say that though? But these kids are on there. YouTube, there's some kids that YouTube is raising. Come on, man. So so that's the that's the parents' uh responsibility if YouTube is raising your child. Like I don't know. We'll have to ask our viewers what, what age do they think is a good time to start discussing this? What do you I just think? Don't think I just don't think there is an age. I don't think that there oh, so is you an set age. Me up, so you just set me up for that. I mean, I want to know what you thought. <laughs> but I think that maturity happens at various age levels. Um, there is no age for maturity. Like we just discussed, you started your cycle, which doesn't mean you mature because you're very much so still immature at the age of 38 or however old you are. First of all, I'm 32. Second of all, I'm grown, ma'am. So, yeah. so, but I mean, and, and honestly, I, let me, let me, let me, let me just put this out there. Okay. I was... 14, 15, 16 years old, dealing with 30 year old men. And when I say dealing, I mean talking to, hanging out with, whatever. Why is, what is the 30 year old man gonna do with a 14, 15, 16 year old child? Um, I was not having sex with them because I was not having sex at that age. I was way too scary to be having sex at that young of an age. But in my hometown, all those grown men mess with little girls and so they could talk about r kelly and whoever else and whoever else but they was doing the same thing and while like i said i was not having sex with them i still didn't have nobody to teach me so i had grown men trying to teach me the game i learned the game in the streets that mm. never should have happened and it's not even to say that my parents weren't doing their job because they did what they could. Like my mom and dad were working people. They okay. were not, you know, leaving us home by ourselves so they could go to the club. They were not dropping us off at my grandma's house. 
so they could go hang out or do drugs or anything like that. They are, were, and are productive citizens of society. And so when I look at it, I'm like, I kind of chose, because they did not have those conversations with me, I chose to have those conversations outside of my house. I could have very easily went and asked Mm. my parents, hey, you know, talk to me about sex, about my menstrual cycle, about birth control, about how to use a condom. Because even though I don't have anything to put in a condom, okay, I'm still on the receiving end. So just as well as I need to know about how to use a condom and how to properly wear them, how, how a guy should properly wear them, um, young boys need to be talked to about birth control and pregnancy. And I mean, all of this stuff, STDs and everything. I never had those talks inside of my home. And it was because my parents never created the atmosphere for us to have those type of talks. I felt very uncomfortable. I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Um, I felt all of those like nasty words talking to my parents about stuff like that. And it really should not be like that. Like, I think we have to start, especially in this day and age, have to start, um, creating that atmosphere of comfort where our kids are not embarrassed or ashamed to talk to us. No doubt. Something as, as common, I guess you could say. That's that's a part of nature. But they want to like, keep the yeah. innocence though, so they don't want to like. And that's what I think some families. What happens in some families? They like okay, if we don't talk about it, then we ain't gotta really like the kids will still be kids, and we want the kids yeah. to keep their innocence. So we're not gonna talk about uh, what's going on. So I have a cousin, and he has a son, and uh, I think my cousin's son's like five, right? And so he's he noticed his his penis right so he's like yo this what is what does this do so my cousin explained it to him right so now my cousin has a female or a daughter so the boy is older and he has a sister and he's like dad why doesn't my why don't my sister have the same thing that i have so now you know those conversations are uh like maybe like six and the kid is younger so they not necessarily like he just understands he's starting to understand like the difference between boy and girl so again when it comes to age i guess it just depends when it's a situation thing i believe it's situational yeah they're getting curious but again what if you have kids that do not express it I was not expressive. I I, yeah. I wasn't expressive when it came to those type of things. So it was something. I mean, I didn't talk about it either at home either. So I didn't, I wasn't talking about that. It was something that they have created in their household that made their kid comfortable enough to ask them that. Because, Absolutely. You know, so. Um, I mean, because if you think about it, think about this, like the superstar Dwayne Wade right he has created an atmosphere for his son to come to him to talk about those things because Zaya who is Dwayne Wade's son uh I believe wanted the sex change and to become a female and so he was comfortable enough whether you agree or disagree he was comfortable going to his parents to talk about that and that's the type of atmosphere like you should be you should be able to feel comfortable enough to talk to your, your for to have your child to come speak to you in that manner like to be comfortable 
that's that's what's important at the end of the day. If not, the streets gonna raise them. Yeah. Do so. What what happens when you have? Because speaking of you know Dwayne Wade, since we're on that note, you know he got a lot of grief in the media about his decision and his parenting style and i agree with everything that he got going i think it's it's amazing um for a child to be able to talk to their parent and and stuff like that um but i know little boosie you know he gave Dwayne way a lot of grief about it but he can't talk about raising their kids because i look at stuff you know that he says in regard in regard to his parenting style and it's horrible you know with him getting grown women to to have oral sex on a for the birthday and you know i had to think about it i said okay crystal would you rather be a little girl and honestly yes like there there is something so just ultimately degrading and disgusting about a grown woman um, performing oral sex on a kid. And reportedly it was when the kid was 12 years old. You know, um, is he at fault? Like, is he just teaching his child a ropes, raising him right, as he says? Or is that, that to me, that, that's, 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 border, that, that's like borderline pedophilia um it's the same thing you're performing sexual acts on a child a minor way minor i mean child. i can't even that's disgusting like that's just nasty but some people are cool with that and money is the root to all evil so i'm sure he paid these women but see then it comes with the ethics and morals that would never fly on my behalf like there's women that will say okay i'll do it for x amount of dollars cool and I and I believe that I, well, of course, you know when when they talk about he hired, you know, a woman. Just those words, you know, him saying, "Oh, I hired somebody to perform oral sex, not just on his son, boy, his nephews." Ooh. Like I, I don't know what to think of it. I just don't know. I just don't know. But I do. Here, I want to. I think this is the clip. Hold on. I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip um, so that if there are people that don't know what we're talking about, make it plain, then make it plain. Hey, before we start this video, hold on. Because you know we don't want to hear. Hold on, hold on. You got a big audience. What are y'all thoughts? Like, what do you guys think about this conversation so far with Lil Boosie? Um, as he as it pertains to him allowing his son to get oral sex by an older woman. Money. All right. I'm looking at your comments. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Girl, bye. Technology will make you look dumb. Who got them they first hit? But hey, Lucy. Hey, dog. Hey, ask you know my nephew who got them they first hit. 
big dog. Hey, I've been got my son. My nine-year-old, ten-year-old, I showed all of them how to put on rubber. Or you even start having sex, I didn't show my sons how to put on rubber. Ain't finna get my son no motherfucking shit out here. Yeah. I'm training them boys right. I'm training them boys right. Ask in them my, 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 my nephew. Ask in them. Ask my son. Yeah. They were 12, 13. They got hit. Yeah. Which I ain't supposed to be. Yeah, hell yeah, I got my fucking fucking right. <coughs> yes, a grown woman. Grown, super grown. Grown, super grown. Super grown. Check this ass out. Checked all my nephews out. Super grown. Yeah, she grown. She checked me out. <laughs> Fuck she did to them. I'm getting them prepared, man. Oh, dang, I'm getting my, my boy. That's how they I'm... Um <laughs> You know, his his description alone of the um of what happened, like saying that, oh, she's super grown, super, super grown, super like emphasis. Um, and then saying like she checked them out. Like that that's too much to me for a child that age. And you know, I I can't say that I disagree with him showing them how to put on condoms or anything like that, because I think that sex sex education is very important. Um, not only in the households but in the schools, but when you're influencing them. You're a mega superstar, like Boosie Badass. And you have these kids that you're raising. They're in a celebrity, you know, celebrity lifestyle is, is much different from us regular folks. Um, that type of influence alone it's crazy, and I just keep saying, you know, those poor babies, those poor kids, like, and every time he talk about Boosie, I mean, every time he says something about his parenting, he always uh, relates his parenting to finances or monetary um, gifts and things like that, you know, saying, oh, they get anything they want they have new shoes and do all this, you know, they get gifts or whatever every Christmas. He pay all his child support, like stuff like that. The fact that that is what he prides himself on, paying child support and getting his kids gifts for Christmas and getting them oral sex for their birthdays and things like that. Um, I was reading where he brought his son, I think on his 16th birthday, brought his son a bag of money for him to trick out on a bad bitch, he said. And man, for me, it's just too much, man. It's a hard no when yeah, you're hard no. talking about stuff like that. It's a hard, hard no. Like, and my only, like, where are the mothers? 
um, when this stuff is going on. And I know, you know, mothers don't want to be intrusive. They want to let their son, you know, grow and learn how to be a man by their father. But you have to know the guy that you laid down and slept with and had these kids. And you have to know that he ain't no kind of man to be raising no boy like that. And so to not intervene, to not say nothing, there's been nobody speaking out about it since that happened. Boosie been talking about this. This just happened in 2020. Boosie been talking about this for years. In 2017, it was all type of media outlets. Um, I know The Breakfast Club had covered it a lot. Uh, TMZ had covered it and a couple of other media outlets about him making claims of getting his 12-year-old son oral sex. And then he recanted his statement saying, no, nah, I was just playing. I ain't getting him no head. But if he got head, like, I, I basically, I'd be proud of him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, look down on him for that. And, and I get that. You know, if you're going to go out there and start having sex at 12, 9 and 10, he said, 9, 10 on up, 12, 13, 14, 15, okay, it should not be with a grown person because that's just a whole nother situation for me. That's a whole nother situation. And whoever the chick is that did it, I don't know how she's oh, she super nasty. I don't super know how nasty. she's super nasty. Yeah, it, it's it's wild, man. And just to piggyback off of what you said, like those type of things, like it's it's hard to even it's hard to even just say listen to that like I had to unfollow him after that because I don't support what he's doing but there's people that's like yeah man that's what's up Boosie said it was cool so we can do it you know and so I mean you just taking away the child's innocence the child's childhood like I don't know like conversation's different now like what do y'all even talk about when you got friends like that <laughs> and not even that but imagine the the other young kids that Boosie's kids are influencing because they're Boosie's kids. Imagine all the people that Boosie is influencing to go out there and get their kid oral sex at the age of 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Um, I just feel that he should be more responsible. Um, honestly, truth be told, that's his kid. And so he can raise them how he want to. But at the same time, you can't say it take a village, but then when you doing you when you doing dirt and you doing wrong, oh that's my child. Cause nobody wants nobody to tell them how to raise their child until they in need, until they need help, until they need a hand up, until they got a problem. Then it takes a village, and you can't be double sided in that. Is it gonna take a village, or you want to raise them on your own? You know what I'm saying? But when you have that type of influence, you have to carry that influence respectably, you have a certain obligation to your audience, to your fans, to your viewers, not even to mention your kids. <laughs> right. You know, but when you're when you're in a place like that of so much influence, you have an obligation to the people who love you and who care about you and who have been supporting you from day one. I was a Boosie Badass fan. None of his songs could come on when I was a teenager. None of his songs could come on And I wasn't, <laughs> I know all the lyrics. I'm on the dance floor. And when I say I'm on the dance floor, I ain't standing. I'm literally on the floor dancing. And oh. so after that, I haven't been able to listen to any of his music, much like R. Kelly. 
entirely different story, but I just think that sometimes it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very thin line between the different, so you have the ones who don't get the talks and have those type of hard talks completely neglected. You have the ones who do get them, and I commend those parents who do that because it's hard. Then you have the ones that get too much. And what I think is when, and I'm going to say we, even though I don't have no kids, because I've raised plenty of people's kids. I've been babysitting kids since I was eight, nine, ten years old. But you was a kid. I was a kid, but I was that responsible and I was that oh. mature. You know, okay. I have been babysitting kids. I've been keeping people's kids, fostering kids. I've raised plenty of kids. Okay, okay. So Track record. What I will say is that when we are um, attempting to have these hard talks uh, with not just our kids, but like he said, his nephews and all that, um, be careful not to expose them to things that psychologically they are not mature enough to handle. And psychologically, those boys are going to be fucked up. They're not psychologically mature enough to handle a grown woman, the same woman who is giving Boosie a grown man oral sex. And as he says, um, uh, checked him out. He checks out when he gets oral sex from this lady. Could you just imagine the type of, those kids are, you know, and and people, when you think about sex and stuff like that, you don't think about trauma. Most people don't um, put sex and trauma together unless somebody has been raped or molested. But this is a form of molestation. Anytime you have any type of sexual whether it's just a touch, a feel, um, you can verbally molest somebody uh, and stuff like that. Anytime it's with a child under a certain age, that's why they have those. That's why they have statutory laws. That's how they have a term called molestation because even the law recognizes that there is a certain age that psychologically those things should not happen because you are not mature enough at the age of 9, 10, 11, or 12 to be able to handle something like that. And, you know, anybody who has had, not not to be, um, I can't even think of the word, but I, I'm not trying to be nasty or nothing like that, but anybody who has had oral sex or any type of sex knows that there is a euphoric feeling tied to that. And studies have shown um, it's much like having anybody who is addicted to sex or sexual acts is much like anybody that's addicted to alcohol and drugs. It's the same things going on in your brain. So what he's creating is an addict, somebody who's going to have a men- grow up to have a mental illness. And it mm-hmm. all stemmed from him getting his son or mm-hmm. sex because he think it's cool. It looks good. It sounds good to him. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I mean, and, and I, I know it is pretty nasty. Um, but I definitely I agree with everything you said. 
pertaining to Lil Boosie and the situation that whatever he has no idea how he just um man like molded this kid's mind like the kid is just going to be so much more mature so fast I really believe that it it take away his childhood like you don't want to play video games of his innocence. Video games. No, I'm about to go talk to these chicks. You know, you just never know, like, if the kid actually gets, like, someone pregnant early, like, that's going to take away. I mean, it's just a lot that ties into what happened. Not even that. He even said, and he was quoted saying that, oh, that's why they all got iPhone 11s. I think is, is that the latest one that came out? I think yeah. that's what he said. They all got iPhones 11s so they could watch porn anytime they want is what he was quoted saying and I know what porn because I have watched porn you know before in the past um and I had to stop because even for me in my 30s psychologically watching porn was doing something to my spirit and so for him to say you know for them kids to to uh, have that type of stuff playing in their head all the time, repeatedly. Conversations is different. I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy, but uh, it's not just Boosie. Boosie's just open about it. There are parents that are doing this, that are allowing their kids to do this. Like, this is just one situation. I mean, it's uh, it sucks, but it's going on. Because obviously people, when even watching the video clip that you just showed, you've seen a lot of hearts that were getting pressed while he was talking. So a lot yeah. of people are like, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. And it's just something, it's something about a child's mind. Like you have the opportunity to mold your child, to make your child the way you want. It's like taught or born. Like they are getting taught these things and it's, it's going to stick with them down the road and you just never know how they'll turn out. But mm -hmm. I mean, who's to say? I, I'm no parent, so I don't I don't know, I guess. I guess it's just something um, one day you just find out. But, yeah, those those are the type of talks that parents definitely need to have with their child. Not saying, hey, go have oral sex, but definitely having those hard talks when it comes to your, your children um, in regards of your sex or STDs and race and everything else that's going on in the world like this is a, the best time you know you got your quarantine right now and the kids are googling stuff so you can't even hide it it's on commercials yeah. it's on everything man and so yeah. these are the this is the time right now is to talk to your kids if you've never talked to them before this right now is the time to do so and so if you had a child like what would you or have you ever had to have those type of talks because I know with me um I do a little bit of speaking I don't speak all the time but um I have a couple of annual gigs that excuse me that I do where I go to empowerment conferences or events for women and children and I speak to women and children and there's times that kids have walked up to me and like really opened up to me about things and I be nervous because I don't want to feel like I'm overstepping my boundaries. I don't want to feel, I don't want to make nobody feel like I am trying to raise their child or trying to 
you know, like basically just stepping on their toes and stuff like that. So, like, have you ever had an incident like that? And and like, what? How do you respond to those things? Like, what's a good way to respond? And if it's any parents out there that's watching, like, if 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 you're uncomfortable having those talks with your kids and your kid end up asking a mentor, like, what would be the ideal response? You can't say go ask your mama because <laughs> they came to you for a reason. Um, yeah. So I've never had that. Uh, no, nah, I've, I've not had that particular conversation with any child. I mean, it was like a child that had just started their menstrual cycle. And then I was able to like, I mean, it wasn't obviously it wasn't my kid, but, you know, they were with me. So it was like, hey, these are the outcomes of what could happen. But of course, because it's not your child, you try your best not to overstep anyone's boundaries. You know, you don't know what the parent has already taught the kid. You don't want to be like, yeah, you can get you can get pregnant tomorrow now. Like, and then the kid had no idea. So now you got to go talk to the parent. You know what I'm saying? So um, as far as the, you know, talk, having mentees and, being able to have those hard conversations with them. Um, yeah, I just I just always try to be transparent. And if I'm one-on-one with the kid, like, as with my mentee, I would definitely ask their parent first, like, hey, what's going on? Like, how they feeling or whatnot? If but you're if you're in the moment and if you're at and a if I'm in a moment. Ain't no so, parent, ain't no parent okay. finna be there. Okay, and yeah. And you can't so take a I'm break. Just, Hold on, kid. I know you're reaching out, you know, and pour your heart out to me. Let me call your mama. Well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest to them. I will have to be honest because it'll be on my heart if I'm not honest. So if they come to me for a cry for help, obviously they feel that I was trustworthy enough to get that from them. So I'm going to be honest and tell them the truth. But you're also talking about a child. So with you not, first of all, you don't have kids of your own. That's going to be somebody's first defense. Like, how can you talk to my child? You don't even got no kids. Like, you know, people get upset about their kids. So I'm saying, like, what's a good way to go about that? Mm -hmm. How do you handle that professionally and to not step on toes? I, I honestly, I would, as a profession, I would just maybe give them my phone number um and allow that because if i'm in a setting then that means there was things going on uh at that time so just kind of give them my number and kind of keep in touch with them and check on them i've never had that experience so I, excuse, I, me, excuse me miss tiffany this boy rubbed on me at school and he tried to put his private on my private you're gonna say here's my number hit me later no I'm not going to say that, but... I'm saying you got to make it plain because I don't understand. You don't understand. So if that was a situation that took place and a kid came up to me and said that, if I am in the area where I know, who's the kid? Like, what school do you go to? What is it? I'm going to get more information. I'm going to say, how did it make you feel? What are you, what's going on? Like, dig deeper. What took place to lead up to that? Like, I got to get the information. I got to know what's going on so then I can execute properly. What about you? What about you, Miss Arcani? Like, how you gonna handle it? Don't be trying to revert. No, 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 no. No, we ain't digressing. No, we ain't digressing. You got what? How would you handle this? 
So how I have handled it in the past is the first time it happened to me is I went ahead and used, you know, terms. I gave an example of something that happened to me to the child. I did not direct them to do or not to do anything, but I told them about a situation that happened to me and let them know that what I would do if it was me, but that they also need to talk to, you know, um, their parent about it as well. But something that I do when I speak to kids and not just saying that it happens at events, but I mean, that's, that's the majority place where it happens because, you know, emotions are high. Um, I'm not a happy, you know, I, I, I don't consider myself a motivational speaker. I'm a public speaker. And so everything that comes out of my mouth is not going to be motivational. I evoke emotion from my audience. That's what I do. And so you might be crying. There, there has never been a time that I spoke where emotions were not high. Um, people leave in tears. People leave, you know, they might be sad tears, they might be happy tears. People walk up to me afterwards and say, oh my God, like that was my life that you just said. And I never thought anybody else went through that. And now thank you for sharing that because now I know I'm not alone. I'm an emotion person. So I don't do like what you do per se. I'm not the motivational you know, you can make it, you are great. I, I will inspire you to be greater, but that's not my thing. My thing is to hit you where it hurts, hit you in your emotions, open you up so that you can receive what it is I'm saying to you so we can figure out what is the issue at the core and deal with it. So what I do is I make sure any event that I speak at, I let the directors or the organizers know, listen, I need to have permission from these kids' parents in advance. If they do not have permission from their parents, because we are gonna talk about some tough stuff and there may be some questions you know, being asked and even though their child may not be the one asking, they're gonna overhear it. I don't want to ever do or say anything that's going to traumatize a child to the point where they just shut back down. You know, if they thought about they was going to open up, they're not going to do it now. I don't want to do that. So what I do is I always, always, always in advance have the organizers or the directors get permission from every single parent so that I can be open and transparent with their child. And so that we can have an open and honest discussion so I could be my authentic self and we could tackle some things that possibly their child is dealing with. So, so far, as far as I know, I've never had a parent object. I've had some parents be like, well, I need to sit in and make sure, you know, I don't know what that's going to do, but okay, girl, um, you can see it. it's no problem. I'm not intimidated at all. I'm still going to say what I need to say to these babies because they need to hear it. They need to know the truth because obviously they're not getting it at home, but that's not for me to say. Um, it, it is for me to do though, because I know that that's my purpose. That might not be, you know, everything is not comfortable in parenthood. And I get that, you know, you got your little bitty baby who is really not a little bitty baby no more as a teenager. And now they want to know about sex and they got boobs and, you know, all these other things going on. You know, the, the young boys are having, um, 
these urges, you know, and, and, and are going off and playing with themselves, trying to figure out what is this that's going on? You know, why am I erected down there? And they don't have anybody to talk to. So whether it's a boy or girl, whether you're a mom or dad, you have to, or a mentor, you know, again, with you being a mentor, I think that's something that um, you should definitely um, explore is having a sheet. You know, if, if you know you're going to go to a school and speak to somebody or anybody out there who is into teaching or speaking or anything like that, I, tough, I, I tackle tough topics. We talk about things that are very taboo, um, mainly in the Black community. And so I think it's important to have the parents, um, um, what do you call it? Like for, 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 like uh, a waiver or something like that, like a release for that. Word, but no, to, 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 to have their permission. Permission, um, okay. To do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So somebody, let me see. Ivy says, oh, oh, child. As a teacher, it happens to me all the time. The important thing is not overreact. If you do, they'll never talk to you again. Oh, she said, oh, you have to report that. I believe that she was saying report when I said something about like a child saying that somebody was putting their problem on them or something. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. It, it should be reported for sure. For I mean, sure. I agree with that. And I think people like you make the world a better place, Ms. Laconic. So you booking for 2021? <laughs> I'm trying to come to one of your uh, shows so I can take notes. No, but I... <laughs> you can book a one-on-one session with me, boo. You know, no, I just added no. to my resume. No, forget uh, that. Oh, you I added to my resume counseling for motivational speakers. Yeah, no, um, I'm cool. Um, but, but like, anyway, I, how, how would you... Any tips that you have for parents that are looking to want to, because we don't want to just prevent, present problems. We always want to leave you guys with some type of resource or solution, um, something to think about, you know, so um, are there any tips that you have that you would offer to anybody watching who is trying to figure out how to have those hard talks? no matter what it's about with their kids or with young people? So for me, I believe timing is everything. So, you know, it's not, and, and don't bash your child and make them feel embarrassed uh, if they're feeling these things. Like, allow them to be free. Say, hey, there's a no judgment policy. So whatever, you know, maybe you guys are, or you all are eating at the table and, you know, there's an open communication forum where, hey, this is a judgment-free dinner tonight, so let's talk. You know, maybe open that type of communication up so that, you know, the kids will feel comfortable. And also, you know, like, don't, like I said, don't judge them. You know, like, hey, I, I've been through the same thing. Like, baby, this ain't nothing new on the sun. You know, and so just informing them that it's okay. It's okay to have these urges or it's okay to start feeling certain ways or, you know, just allowing your kids to create that, create that environment. You really yeah, have relatability. I believe is, is you know what I'm saying. That's, That's important. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Just relating it to to life, man. And I, that's what I would give as a, you know, advice when it comes to having a child. You know, just allowing them to feel comfortable and just knowing that there's no judgment or setting up a time and like, hey, it's 
it's truth time, truth time, you know, something like that would help them. Okay, so making it fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fun-ish. Okay. I, I, well, I got a couple of bullet points. It ain't, it ain't nothing, whatever, but I got a couple bullet points. Um, okay. Like you had said, you know, relatability, I put be real and use simple language. You know, don't say, and, and I know we all grew up saying pocketbook or our purse, our wallet, our pearl, our fruitcake, you know, people call penises beefcake or whatever i don't really know what guys you know refer to their junk is as kids but you hear all type of stuff because kids are just kids and kids say the darndest things but um they learn them from us so use simple language i'm not saying you know go out there and be like penis and vagina all over the place but eventually that's what it's called so i think I think if you're on that level with your child, you don't want to traumatize them, but if you're on that level with your child and you feel like your child is mature enough, you know, leave the pet names. Um, so you're just going to get up and walk out while I'm talking to you. Leave the pet names um, alone because they're cute for, you know, a two-year-old or something like that. You know, when I was raising one of my little babies um, who was two years old and when we used to take a bath, I would bathe her. I try not to ever let her bathe with me because she was very curious and she um, would touch you know, and I'm like, no, no, you know, it would make me feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. because of her curiosity. She, she touched her. If she was curious about it, she going to touch it first and see like, what is that? And so it made me super uncomfortable. So I had to stop bathing with her. So when I would bathe her, you know, just, just bathe her alone and I would have to bathe her private areas. Um, I would say, you know, let me see your privates. Let me bathe your, let me bathe your privates or stuff like that. And she knows what privates are, you know, um, and stuff like that. So of course, I'm not gonna say, let me bathe your vagina to a two year old, uh, because I just think that that's beyond their, um, beyond their level of comprehension when it comes to even the word vagina, but they know private, that's a private area you don't let do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so be real and use simple language according to whatever age they are. Um, you mentioned something about right place, right time, I believe. So yes. I did that. Like, don't just bust out in a crowd and start talking to your kid about things that ultimately might be seen as embarrassing. They're not going to appreciate that. Okay. Um, I put on mine, talk about if it's sex or I don't even want to say sex, whatever it is, talk about it early on. Just because you think something is too early, it might not be. Like your kid may be curious, um, but it has to be strategically brought up in conversation. Don't just spring it on them. You know, like you said, have fun with it. Make a song out of it. And not only talk about it one time, because they're not going to understand that, um, especially if it's sex or something like that or STDs. 
um, it needs to be reiterated because everything we do has to be replenished. When we eat, we can't eat one time and it lasts all week. If we put gas in our car, we can't put gas in our car and it lasts all year. Um, our bills have to be paid every month. Everything is on a cycle and everything has to be done with repetition because that's how we learn as human beings, not even human beings, animals, even the dumbest of the dumb, even fish learn by repetition. So um, it needs to be done early on and often as well as strategically reiterated. Um, reassurance to your child, I think is very important. Reminding them that this is, this is normal. This is exciting. You know, you're maturing, you're growing up from a young child to a young lady or a young gentleman. Soon you're going to be a young man or young woman and then an adult, and you'll be able to have kids of your own to talk about these things. You know, these, this is a fun part of life so that they don't feel like they're super weirdos because they're bleeding every month, you know? Um, so use appropriate language. I already pretty much re reiterated that. Um, I put on mine, don't have gender specific talks. What that means is, like I said earlier, just because your son can't get pregnant doesn't mean that you don't talk to him about pregnancy. He needs to know about pregnancy as well, because just because he don't have to carry it, he can help create it. And then you, mama or daddy, are going to have to deal with it. Okay, just because your daughter does not have a penis, she still needs to know how to properly put on a condom on a penis. Um, the same with STDs and everything else like that. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they have kids, when they have little boys, they don't like their little boys playing in women's shoes. Or like, they're just being a child though, because at the age of two or three years old, I don't believe, and you could fact check me, but I don't believe that children can can relate to gender at that early of an age. So if they see a high heel shoe and they're playing in your high heels, it's not because they're gonna be gay, but it's because that's their mom's shoes and they wanna play in their mom's shoes, you know? Um, and the same with little girls, you know, little girls don't always have to pet play with easy bake ovens and makeup and Barbie dolls. They can play with trucks without, you know, having their sexuality compromised or whatever you want to say. So don't have gender specific talks. Let your kids be kids. They don't know anything about that that young. And when they get old enough to know about those things still, don't, don't have gender specific talks. Talk to them about everything because everything is going to concern them as they're growing up. Um, another very important point I put is ask, don't tell. So what I mean by that is if I saw something or heard something and I thought, you know, my child was getting curious about sex or something like that, I'm not going to say, I know I heard you talking to your friend and I know you around here screwing. Da, 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 da. No, listen, you know, um, are any of your friends, you know, are all your friends still virgins? You know, what type of conversations do y'all be having about boys and stuff? So, so if y'all see a cute boy, like what y'all say, what y'all be doing? Like stuff like that. And it's not to say you're making yourself be their friend rather than their mother. You're still being their mother. But at the same time, you're making it comfortable for them to talk about because nobody wants to be barked at, you know, and then tell them 
Don't let your conversation be a bunch of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Let your conversation be, listen, if you're thinking about having sex, let me know because there are very important steps that you need to know about having sex. You're going to need to protect yourself, you know, so don't tell them, don't you have sex. Don't you mess around and come home and bring no baby. I ain't taking care of no baby. Don't mess around and get pregnant. That, 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 that. Kids, that stuff, they don't hear it. They don't hear it at all. So don't tell them what you don't want them to do because we all know that whatever you tell them you don't want them to do, that's going to make them want to do it more. So tell them, almost give them an option. And I know some of, some of the parents out there are just like, what? You want me to give my child an option whether to have sex? Absolutely. Because when you give them the option, you are giving them responsibility. And that's really all they want in the end. They want to know that you trust them to be responsible enough to make the right decision. Okay. Even if you know that they're irresponsible as hell, they want to believe that you trust them. And so if you have a conversation like, listen, babe, like I know, you know, you're an athlete, you know, if you have a boy child, you're an athlete and, and you, you know, you tall and handsome and stuff like your daddy, you, your daddy's son. And you know, you're, you, the women going to be after you. The women are going to be after you. So if you decide to have sex, son, I come talk to me first, because there's some things we got to talk about if you're getting ready to do that. And the same with a female, it should not be one-sided. The boys should get the same talks as the females and vice versa. Um, yeah. So also, since now we're in the age of technology, using media and current events to bring up, you know, they have tons of videos and informative, like cartoons and things like that. Use the media and the technology. You know what I mean? And if you just can't bring yourself to have that talk, Find somebody that you trust and invite them to have that talk with your child in your presence, not only so that you could be there to kind of oversee and make sure that nothing is getting talked about that you don't want to be said, but also to see if you can learn some ways, some tips, some clues, get some ideas on how to further reiterate the conversation that they're having. I've had to do that before. You know, my sister has called me before and asked me, you better talk to your niece, you better talk to your nephew and stuff like that. So I've had to have those talks. If you just can't do it as a parent, which I get it, I, I empathize with you, um, invite somebody in from your village to have that talk with your child. And those are all my little. Oh, that's that was all? Yeah. <laughs> my you just a little two cents? I'm two just kidding. Cents. <laughs> hey, that was that's great, Miss Iconic. I think that uh the viewers could definitely take your tips and go ahead and apply that to their day-to-day -day routine, man. It's a good battle rhythm, so to speak, to have. Uh, to help your child out so listen y'all we this is what we doing for the the 2020 baby y'all gonna see more of us live baby live and direct <laughs> in this iconic in full uh action let me see if we let me see if we got any more questions real quick um and you could check on your end as well we kind of on a couple of different things here okay so yeah might as well do it because Miss Iconic, ready to answer, baby. Somebody put a Black Lives Matter. That's what's up, brother. 
hard talk to families. Um, open communication is key. Growing up without that definitely made me more curious about things I shouldn't have. Or maybe it was me being rebellious. Uh, that's coming from Isla. Isla, you know, exactly. Isla is a young woman, um, 19 years old, you know, so she's right there on the brink of She must adulthood. be 20, though. She's like 19 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, not, not having those talks makes you more curious. Like I said, if you put it out there, they're going to be like, oh, that ain't exciting no more. My mama talked to me about that all the time. I don't want to do that. You know, um, it says also, I feel like mothers raise their daughters differently from their sons. They coddle the boys and are hard on the girls. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, that's I why they, you can't get you no man that is a mama's baby, honey. Because <laughs> it ain't going to work. <laughs> I digress. Y'all know, that we got to do a Anyway, <laughs> we have kept y'all enough. On this Monday evening, we thank y'all so much for tuning in. Y'all stay tuned to Real Soul Speed. We got a bunch of great stuff coming up. We got some some deep talks, some hard topics, some good stuff, man. You're going to want to tune in. If y'all want to write us questions, topics, if y'all got answers to anything, you know, that we've already talked about, let us know, man. Hit us up. And y'all already know what's going on, man. This your girl, Miss Iconic. It's iconic, and y'all already know who this is. This your girl, Tucson, and we out.